Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Prepare to win this season with PFF Fantasy. PFF uses exclusive data on every play of every game to bring you the best fantasy projections and insights. Join PFF Edge for full access to our expert rankings, fantasy tools, matchup charts, and in-depth analysis through our award-winning content. Join PFF today and prepare to win. Sign up at pff.com and use promo code RADIO25 to save 25% off any subscription. That's promo code RADIO25 to save 25% at pff.com. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, faithful? Welcome to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast. I'm your host, as always, John Chapman. And yes, this is a little bit earlier than normal, but here's the deal. We just got finished with some press conferences. We've got a whole bunch of new updates. We've got new signings. We've got people getting cut and waived. And good news, bad news, all in between. Plus, we are going to be going over roster projections for the offense, uh, which I, I got to be honest with you. This is the hardest roster projection I've ever had in <laughs> since I've been doing this. It's hard. Not only is there just so much talent and depth to the 49ers team, where are you going to be weak at? Because with all of these injuries, the weird as hell, no preseason situation that we have going, it's weird. <laughs> we're in a weird place right now. Um, so we're going to battle through this. I think this is probably going to be my least accurate one yet, but I, I'm taking stances I believe on. And kind of the whole practice of predicting a roster, you got to step into the shoes and you've got to make those tough decisions. And so... Even if I'm wrong on some of these, I think that it will give us, I think it's going to shed pretty good light on what they're having to go through right now. And whenever you see them making a lot of these necessary cuts currently, now already, 24 days before the season starts, it's because they've got to get more veteran guys that can step in and contribute early in a worst case scenario. Um, so, as always, thank you so much for joining us. I'm seeing the Countdown crew is live and active as always. I freaking love it. Uh, really appreciate all the support, all the hashtag CCs. Love it. Um, yeah, AJ, I see you already, brother. We need depth at center. There's some rough ones. And so, let's go ahead and just start right off the bat. Let's just jump into this. Ben Garland, he's going to be out for a few weeks with an ankle injury. Now, this is problematic because guess what? Western Richburg, not going to be healthy for the first part of the season either. So Kyle Shanahan led off with this press conference today right after um, practice and kind of everything that went on. He started talking about the center position. So let's jump in. Let's hear from Kyle on exactly how he sees this center position shaking out. Brunskill coming along there. Um, I mean, we've had to mix a bunch of guys up in there. You know, we've lost, you know, the center has been like our, our receivers. We've lost 
uh, three centers so far, um, you know, with, starting with Richburg and then long retiring and then going to Garland yesterday. So um, we've had to move a number of guys there, trained a bunch of guys. Brunskill's done a little bit of it. I mean, goes in there and tries his best, um, just like the other guys. Brought in a new guy today, um, and Grasso. Um, so today was his first day. So but when you lose three guys that you plan on having, you're going to have to switch around a bunch of guys to figure it out. And I'll tell you this. You, you could tell. <laughs> Kyle Shanahan's usually a pretty happy-go-lucky guy. Uh, he's not happy today. Losing three centers. And the center is, here's the pecking order of the offensive uh, line positions um, in this Kyle Shanahan zone scheme. Left and right tackle, they're equally value. Center is a step behind those. Then left and right guard. Um, so this is the third most important position on the offensive line, and you've lost Richburg, who you weren't planning to have. He's never been healthy in his entire career. I wouldn't be shocked if he never takes a snap again for the 49ers, which is it, it hurts. Ouch. Uh, he's got a lot more money on his contract, too. Um, ben Garland, who's old and played very, very well uh, coming in for the injured Richburg, but you were counting on him to be your starter. Now he goes out. Spencer Long was the guy you got some work there. He retires. Now, you know, one of the bold takes that we had earlier, the 49ers Rush podcast, was that Daniel Brunskill is going to be starting at center at some point this year. It might be week one. Uh, I was thinking eventually, once Colton McKivitz was ready to move into right guard, you'd bump Brunskill over to center. But, you know, if the season started today, Daniel Brunskill is your starting center. That is problematic. Uh, now, I believe in Brunskill, but it's not ideal. Uh, you would like him to work into that a little bit better, uh, but it's what it is, and <laughs> we're going to get started. And here's the thing about it, and I think that this is important too. Ben Garland, if he's healthy at all and practices for one day, he's going to start. But what I think that this is going to solidify is you're going to move Tom Compton into that right guard spot because what's going to happen now is Brunskill is going to be getting almost all the snaps at center. Compton and McKivitz are going to be fighting for that right guard spot. So I, I think week one, it's going to be Brunskill at center, or he's going to be the backup offensive lineman for basically every position. Um, now, the, the press conference goes on, and Kyle Shanahan gets asked, who are you expecting to not be ready week one? And there's a lot of guys on that list. You know, obviously Debo. We got Richburg, who we just talked about. Richie James, Julian Taylor. Uh, where's Ronald Blair at? We haven't seen him. What does that look like? And here's how Kyle Shanahan answered. And he was just blunt about it. Uh, he did not mix his words whatsoever. Um, I mean, I, I don't remember all the names you just said, but I mean, we're, I know Richburg's not coming back um, at that time. And I know um, Richie James isn't. Um, the other guys, and I know Julian isn't. Uh, so I think that leaves two left. Um, so the other guys were holding out hope for. And so you've got NFI and PUP, right? Those are NFI and PUP guys. Basically, for our sense and purposes, they're the same damn thing. It's basically how you got your injury. But the roster qualifications are the exact same. If you are on that NFI or PUP list, you miss the first six weeks of the season no matter what. There's you have to miss at least six. Now, the good thing about being on that, though, that's three roster spots that you get a plug in backups that don't count towards your 53, because if you're on the pup or NFI at the initial roster break, whenever you break down um, from 80, which we're at now because of covid to 53. Um, so essentially, if those three guys are on um, pup or NFI, they don't count towards the roster um, now. So let's deal with each one of these kind of individually. 
Uh, Richburg, we just talked about. Richie James, you know, he's wide receiver depth, but probably his most vital role is punt returner. Now, punt returner has been talked about a lot <laughs> because you bring in guys like J.J. Nelson, Tavon Austin. You have Dante Pettis, who broke the record for most punt uh, turn touchdowns. And Kyle Shanahan was even asked this later in the press conference. I didn't grab the clip. Uh, it was a really long clip. But the idea is this. He said, yeah, Dante Pettis is getting work back there. But what's more important than explosive plays, and Kyle Shanahan even mentioned Dante Pettis broke the all-time college record for a reason. He's so explosive. But what's more important than that is catching the ball every single time. And for those of you that have been on this wonderful Dante Pettis <laughs> hype train sponsored by John Chapman, sorry about that. Um, I was so happy when we traded up for him in the second round. Still, I, I love the kid. I'm rooting on him. But the problems that he has had, clutch moments, third downs, high-pressure situations, not coming down with the ball and not being reliable. Can you put somebody like that back there at punt return whenever they're going to have issues catching the ball in high-pressure situations? Yeah, I don't know. Um, there are a lot of guys on this team that can return. DJ Reed, uh, he was one of the punt returners, kickoff returners too. He's gone. He's done. So, yeah, you've got to figure something out. Trent Taylor would probably be the best at it as far as from a reliable standpoint, but he's going to be your starting wide receiver week one. Do you want to put your starting wide receiver back there? So there are some concerns there, but back to the clip, he didn't mention Debo and Blair, and he goes on to say later on in this press conference that he is hopeful they will return week one. I don't think either one will. Um, but if either one did, that'd be great. But that does tell us Debo is not currently, things can change as we know with foot injuries. Uh, look at Trey Taylor last year, right? Ouch, that hurts. I'm sorry I laughed. I, I laughed at myself. The pain subsides. Um, but whenever you talk about Debo and Blair, this means they will count against the 53, but they might just miss a few weeks. I'm sticking to my Debo Samuel timeline. I think his first start will be week four against the Eagles. I think Ronald Blair comes back sooner. I could see Ronald Blair weeks one, two, or three. Wouldn't be shocked with any of those. Uh, and you just put him back in spot duty, uh, give yourself a little bit more D-line depth. Um, now, you know, we stay with these injuries, and they are a plenty. Uh, Kwan Williams, you know, he's got a calf issue. Now, the good thing is it's only they did an MRI. They did some testing on it. It's only a grade one calf strain. And you've got to be careful because if you don't let it heal, it shows right back up in a hurry. So he's going to be out for a couple of weeks. Now, the problem is this. Uh, Kyle Shannon was asked, uh, who's getting snaps there? What's that look like and all that stuff? First off, Jamar Taylor has been getting snaps at the nickel roll with the first teamers. But Kyle Shanahan kind of took a different turn, one that he doesn't usually do. He, and he... What almost broke the fourth wall, if you will, acting terms, right? Uh, he says, I've been really honest with you guys because we've had preseason games in the past and everybody's going to see it anyway. We don't have those anymore. So I, I hate to tell you this, but I'm not going to be as open because we don't want to give stuff away that we don't have to. And, you know, they brought in a whole bunch of signings, which we're going to talk about in a second. There are going to be changes in personnel on the back part of this defense. 100%. Um, you know, you bring in, you sign, I'll jump into the signings now. You sign Jonathan Cyprian, strong safety, uh, if you remember out of uh, Central Florida back in the day. Um, then you bring in Evan Foster from Syracuse, signed him to a three year deal, which is shocking. They want him to be around for a while. They're going to be moving. Now, there's lots of options here at Nickel. And, you know, I put this poll out 
on Twitter just to kind of see what other people were thinking because there's a lot of options that you can do at the corner position. And so here was the question I asked. Who should go in at nickel if Kwan Williams is out? Now, we've had almost 500 votes in just a couple of hours. Jamar Taylor, who is getting those reps, he has the least amount of votes. The 49ers fans don't want that. He's just under 15%. Personally, if I was making the move, I would move Jimmy Ward to nickel, and then I would put Tarvarius Moore back at free safety. Uh, that would be my ideal. That is also the highest votes. I can tell you guys listen to the podcast. I appreciate that with 36% of the vote. Now, um, also, you could move Emmanuel Mosley to sl uh, slot nickel corner because he played that. If you remember when he first got activated, um, that's where he was getting most of his snaps. So you would move Mosley from right corner to nickel, and then you'd plug in Akello or Jason Verrett at the other outside corner spot. Now, I've uh, been talking with you know a huge friend of the show, love Eric Crocker. I'm sure most of you guys all know who he is. We've been messaging back and forth, and he even said... I, he thinks that Marcel Harris should go in in front of Tarvarius Moore. So what you would do is you move Jimmy Ward to nickel, and then you put Marcel Harris and Jaquaski Tart back there as your safeties. There's a lot of options. Um, you know, personally, I'm a big Tarvarius Moore because I love turnovers. But I actually, I mean, Marcel Harris is growing on me. I've gone back and watched a lot of his film. He had those huge negative plays early. But his aggressiveness is unparalleled on this team. Um, so take that for what you want. They're, they've got to do something there. Or maybe you just stay in base. Maybe you just stay in a 4-3. This allows you to keep Dre Greenlaw on the field. And you almost put Quan Alexander out there as your nickelback. Um, there are some options. Uh, no clue how they're going to do this. And we're not going to know. <laughs> Again, back to the Kyle Shedhead thing. We're going to find out week one. And you're going up against a team that likes to do four wide receiver formations more than anybody else in the NFL and 10 personnel, uh, meaning one running back, no fullback, no tight ends. And that's the Arizona Cardinals. We don't know. Um, that's just kind of the way that it is. And so uh, pretty excited, I guess, is the right way uh, to talk about this. But, uh, you know, there is one more thing that Kyle Shedan brought up that we talk about a lot, and that's Tevin Coleman. So uh, let's allow this to come from the horse's mouth uh, itself. Um, obviously, I'm Team Raheem Mostert. I'm not the biggest Tevin Coleman fan, and I felt like Kyle Shanahan was subtweeting me here, even though I know he doesn't know I exist. But that's okay. Uh, let's listen to him and his justification for why Tevin Coleman gets the amount of workload that he gets. Season when uh, Tevin Coleman remained in the starting lineup, D did you ever give it much thought to, you know, putting Raheem Mostert in there just because, you know, the, he was he, at, at a certain point there, he became a more productive back. And and just on top of that, what what is it that you like so much about Tevin that fits what you want to do? Um, I mean, I like good running backs, um, so and I consider Tevin a good running back. Um, we know Raheem took over the um, carries last year and um, re really took off halfway through the year. And I know it's a big deal to who's labeled the starter, who's out there. Um, and we kept going with Tevin in that. Um, Raheem ended up getting the bulk of the carries and stuff. So I think overall he ended up was treated more like the starter as the year went. Um, but the thing with, with us in that is, I mean, who does it help more? Is it a big deal to someone? Is it not? Um, that was kind of their 
the way Raheem had always come off the bench a little bit, and I thought it was kind of comfortable for him to do that. They have a little bit different style of runs. We keep working both of them in. Um, we try to get a third guy in there too, and uh, we got a number of backs this year who can get in that mix. Um, but Tevin is – I've always liked Tevin's physicality. I mean, he's got the speed that we love, like pretty much all of our backs do. Um, but he's never going to turn anything down, and he's going to run through people and try to get those hard yards. And when um, people hit Tevin, there's a little bit different of a feel to it. And I like to watch how those linebackers react when they get up after they tackle him as opposed to how they react after they tackle some other guys. And the more you can do that and mix it up with certain guys, I think it does have effect on the linebackers throughout the game. And, I mean, it makes sense. And it's funny. (laughs) You know, we talk about Kyle Shanahan's loyalty uh, hashtag relationship goals. Um, it's huge, and he's if so. You've played with him at another team, and you follow him to a new location. He'll go to bat for you over and over again. However, uh, please God, <laughs> in the back of my head, I just have this voice screaming. Raheem Mostert got zero carries in the first quarter of the Super Bowl. Raheem Mostert got zero carries in the first quarter. Just screaming, and it's just like shut the hell up. Uh, let's move on. But I just it's screaming back here. Um. Tevin Coleman does do a lot of things, uh, which Kyle just alluded to. One, the size is huge. The way that he runs, uh, he is a guy with speed, but that's not how he wins. He runs through. He doesn't try to make people miss. Um, but pass protection, you know, that's one thing he didn't bring up. I think that's the area that he is way above. Outside of Jarek McKinnon, I think Jarek McKinnon is one of the best pass-blocking backs uh, in the NFL. Now, another positive note that I haven't mentioned yet, Eric Armstead is back. He practiced in full for the first time in training camp. Uh, he had the back tightness or soreness, as it has been labeled throughout the media. So he's back. So that's great news. <laughs> At least we get something. Now, um, as far as cuts and signings, we've got a lot of new 49ers. And it does seem the overall theme of this is get more veteran presence that can step in and participate now. Because there's every team is struggling uh, with these very few practices, no preseason games, whatever. This is not the offseason or the training camp to develop talent for the future. It's not. Uh, everybody is basically in win-now mode, and you've got to get people that can contribute right now. So because of that... The 49ers have gone on a signing just freaking rampage, and they are bringing in everybody. We saw with, you know, Tavon Austin, J.J. Nelson. They go get another wide receiver. Jalen Hurd has been moved to IR. Uh, his AC, ACL is what it is. Uh, RIP, man. Love that guy. Uh, <laughs> nobody likes him more than me. Uh, I hope that eventually he gets his stuff together. Maybe it would be like a Jarek McKinnon. Missed two years already in his career. Hopefully he can get back and get healthy. We'll see what happens. But they go sign another wide receiver, Jerron Brown, uh, who was with, uh, he's a bigger, taller wide receiver. Uh, was with Seattle for a while, uh, kind of bounced around the league. Uh, don't really expect much from him besides an extra body. He'll basically be Kendrick Bourne's backup um, just in case something goes wrong. They go get another center. Amazing name, Hronis uh, Grasu, which is just straight fire name. He's got to be working it at the center position. Jonathan Cyprian that we talked about, and Evan Foster. Now, to make room for those guys, um, you know, you you moved Jordan Hurd to IR, and then they cut two promising undrafted free agents that I really liked, and I think a lot of fans liked, Demarcus AC, cornerback, and Jonas Griffin, friend of the show who was on the show uh, right after he signed. I think both of these guys are going to be practice squad candidates. I really, really do. And so the practice squad is going to be twofold this year. And as we go in uh, through our roster breakdowns, I think it's going to make a little bit of sense. You get 16. 
10 have to follow the traditional practice squad requirements where you have um, less than two accrued seasons to qualify. And six can be veterans. Okay. So I think what the 49ers are going to do is they're going to treat about half of the squad as developmental guys that you don't see them helping this year, developing guys like Demarcus AC and Jonas Griffin. No way they're going to be able to compete on this roster that is stacked with outside corners and linebackers. They're just not. So you cut them now. They're going to clear waivers because they're not going to have time to step in, um, you know, and help somewhere else. So these guys clear waivers. You put a handful of these guys that you've seen that you know can develop but are going to need time just on your practice squad. High ceiling types of guys like these guys that are super raw. Uh, the other ones will be veterans that you can call up because remember another addition to the new CBA, you can call two players up from your practice squad 30 minutes before kickoff. So, I mean, let's say you need more wide receiver depth. You could put Tavon Austin and J.J. Nelson on the practice squad this year despite them being veterans. And you call them up for game day and put them right back down. And you can do that nonstop every single week with no penalties. Now, a couple other practice notes from Matt Barrows that I thought was really, really good. Um, he's incredible, by the way. Uh, I'm sure you guys all know he writes for The Athletic. Um, he did talk about Dante Pettis and how um, the last practice – he went five for five in 11 on 11 drills, catching all five targets. Um, and he's getting punt return work. He's just got to prove that he can be relied upon and that he can be trusted. The routes are amazing. Explosiveness is amazing. Got to catch the ball, whether that's a punt or in the receiving game, got to catch the ball. It's step one. Um, the corner opposite Sherman is rotating. It does seem like they are trying to have a natural competition there. Um, you know, Jason Verrett got first snaps there. Next was Witherspoon. Next was Mosley. They're just rotating day by day. Uh, obviously, Mosley is who everybody wants to win that job, but we'll have to see. Solomon Thomas gained 10 pounds, so he's trying to bulk up to play a little bit more inside like that. And Contavious Street, uh, he's looking much, much better. If you remember this time last year, he was fighting over... Just getting healthy. <laughs> There's two different types of off-seasons. There's the off-seasons where you're spending time rehabbing, getting healthy so you can practice. And then there's the off-season where you're not rehabbing and you can add muscle, add size, add strength, add speed. And it seems like that has really done him well. And I think you could say that about a lot of the 49ers. Uh, you know, you talk about Nick Bosa. Uh, you you talk about uh, you know guys coming off of those injuries that are ready to go, and I think that's what we see here. Again, even brought up Mike McGlinchey in the press conference and how he was dealing with some stuff last year, but now he looks and is playing way better than any point last year. Uh, looking for McGlinchey to have a very strong third season. Now let's jump into the second portion of our podcast, which I'm excited about. This is hard, man, and I'm looking at it now. I've, I started this a week ago, and I've changed it way too many damn times. It's rough. It's like a March Madness bracket because if you get one position wrong, it affects another position, and where do you take this from? So the roster requirements are the same, really not any different than the past. It hasn't been affected by the CBA. You get 53. Everybody else has to clear waivers. Then you can add to your practice squad, things like that. So I'm going to give you the numbers that they kept last year for 2019 for each position. We're just going to do offense today. We'll do defense next episode or two episodes from now. Uh, maybe something crazy comes out and we need to do a whole episode on something. But offensively, here's the deal. Um, let's start at the quarterback position. Last year, they kept three. 
and a lot of criticism. <laughs> Why keep three quarterbacks? Uh, you know, C.J. Beathard was inactive every single week. Well, guess what? This is the new trend with COVID. Because what if both your quarterbacks get sick? Now you're screwed. You know, you got people like Bruce Arians talking about possibly keeping three quarterbacks and the third quarterback just stays in isolation is not around the team. So that if everybody does get sick and bad things happen, you bring in your emergency quarterback while your other two quarterbacks are out and kind of move forward there. Kyle Shanahan's keeping all three quarterbacks this year, period. That's all there is to it. Jimmy G, Nick Mullins, and C.J. Beathard. Uh, every single team in the NFL, I think, is going to keep three this year. Maybe one or two. The old school guys will keep just two, but um, they're keeping all three. That's all That's all there is to it. Um, now, running backs, last year they kept four initially, and then they jumped it up to five. I think they keep four. And, you know, I went through the running back position, and initially I had them keeping five, wanted to give them six. There's just so many guys there. The problem is, if you do keep five running backs, that's costing you a wide receiver, offensive lineman, or a secondary guy. And again, we go back to Kyle Shanahan's thing. You can bump somebody up 30 minutes before kickoff. So because of the love of Kyle Shanahan and undrafted free agents, I only have them keeping four. And I'm counting Juice in this, right? Uh, He counts as a running back. Raheem Mostert, Jarek McKinnon, Tevin Coleman, and Kyle Juszczyk. Now, that's the initial 53. Now, what does that look like for who's not making it in practice squad? Okay. Now, practice squad, I've got, again, you can put Jeff Wilson on there. He can go back to the practice squad under the terminology of this year. Jamichael Hasty, I think him and Jeff Wilson are neck and neck. And Josh Hockett, I have going to the practice squad as well. They really, really like this kid, fullback, big kid. Um, now, out. I do have Salvin Ahmed not making it. However, if, let's say they put Jeff Wilson on the active roster. Let's say they do keep five. Jeff Wilson's a hell of a player. I'm not trying to slight him in the least. Uh, he would start for a lot of, he should get playing time, period. Uh, he's proven that he can play in the system. But let's just say hypothetically, you wave Jeff Wilson and somebody picks him up. Well, now that means you got Jamichael Hasty and Salvin Ahmed. You're not really missing out on a lot. Um, I, I think that the coaching staff would like Jamichael Hasty to take a step up. He's shown wonderful things so far uh, in training camp and made a lot of big plays because he offers the receiving threat and fits the outside zone much more than Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson's a little bit more um, of a power back uh, in a power scheme, but he's he's made it work because his receiving capabilities are decent to say the least. This is a rough one. Now, I, I'm still planting my flag here. At some point, Jamichael Hasty's making this roster. Um, it just takes one. It takes one guy. One guy goes down. One guy's not healthy. One guy gets suspended. One guy gets COVID. Once he gets called up, you're not going to get rid of him. Trust me, Jamichael Hasty's going to be a. He's going to be around for a while. Uh, 49ers fans are going to love this guy. So that's my four wide receivers. Okay, last year they kept seven. This year I have them keeping six. Now here's why. Kyle Shanahan, what he wants to do is mix and max wide receivers all day. But as trust goes and whatever, he's not feeling very confident in one, he moves you to the side and you're not playing. Uh, Dante Pettis, right? Healthy scratch in the Super Bowl. Didn't even get called up. So what I think they're going to do is, and you're seeing all of them bring in all these veteran guys that nobody else wanted that have experience. I think that they are going to, they're going to wave all those guys, and they're going to load up the practice squad with at least two veterans at the wide receiver position. 
and allow that position just to be a washing machine where you're just moving guys in and out. If it doesn't work, you move another guy in, and it doesn't count. Do doesn't count against the cap. It's cheap, all those things. So here's the guys I have. One, Debo's going to count as one of these six, even if he doesn't play week one, which I don't think he will. But you don't want to put him on the pup, or he'd be the NFI. Uh, he got injured in Nashville at a non-football event, um, even though he was playing football. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. But <laughs> Debo, Brandon Ayuk, Kendrick Bourne, Trent Taylor. Those guys are absolute locks. No way in hell they do not make it. I do have Dante Pettis making the roster. Um, again, he has had some issues, but he's not a bad backup guy that you can kind of work in there. Um, and then I got Jawan Jennings. I got him making it. I, I really, really do. Um, I think once Jalen Hurd went down, he has so much more value long-term than all the guys they're bringing in. Now, here's what's important. I do not think that Tavon Austin, J.J. Nelson, um, any of the guys that Jerron Brown, I think that the, at least two of them are being brought back. I, I really do. At practice squad guys. And I think they'll be called up week one as long as Debo's out. But here's why you don't keep them on your active roster. You've got three veterans that signed three minimum deals that teams could have signed all offseason and nobody else wanted. We got three of them. We've been hit with in injuries at the wide receiver position more than anybody else. So you got three. All of them kind of do similar things. Yeah, Tavon Austin's a little bit more shiftier, but J.J. Nelson's the outside speed guy. You got Jerron Brown, who's kind of the bigger slot whatever guy. Let's say you wave all three and two of them get picked up. Guess what? You're just fine. You keep the third one on your practice squad and you call them up for game day as long as Debo's out. Just fine. Just fine. 
Let's say all three of them get claimed, which 100% will not happen. You've got Chris Thompson that you could put in there, right? There are guys that you can move in there that are familiar with the president. There's Sean Point Dexter. These guys are there. So I think that they're going to keep fewer wide receivers, which we've seen Kyle Shanahan kind of go towards um, because you can call these guys up from the practice squad and just have them there. You don't want J.J. Nelson getting snaps. You don't want Tavon Austin getting snaps. They are backup plans, safety nets, just in case you go into a game. Debo's not playing week one. Let's just assume that. So you've got Brandon Ayuk and Kendrick Bourne as your wide receivers in two sets. Trent Taylor and your three wide receiver sets. 49ers aren't doing four wide receiver sets. So if you have one guy go down, you're still okay. You put Pettis in there. You run a whole bunch of two tight end sets or 21 personnel with two backs. You're fine. You can cover that up. But then you got two wide receivers down. Now you put in one of those veterans that you called up from the practice squad. I think they're going to be okay. So I think one fewer spot at wide receiver is going to give you some flexibility. On the back end, on the defensive side, where numbers are crazy shallow. Um Talking about nose tackle with DJ Jones down. Talking about nickel corner. Uh, you know, that's that's a mess right now. So you need extra volume for those spots. Now, tight end, I've got they kept four last year. I think they're gonna keep four again. I, you could even argue they might keep five, but I just don't see it. Once they signed Jordan Reed, they got the spot that they were missing in that second big receiving threat option, even if he's not that healthy, which uh, he still has not practiced fully. He is doing conditioning on the side, so he's fully cleared, but they're just slowly bringing him back because he doesn't have to learn the whole playbook. He doesn't. Uh, he's got to learn the receiving end of the playbook. But Kittle, obviously, Charlie Warner, Jordan Reed, and Roz Dwelly, who is still getting work with the first team. Roz Dwelly's not going anywhere. I, I really don't think that there's an opportunity for that. Uh, one, he does so much on special teams. He can back up the fullback spot. He can back up both tight end spots. Dude's all over the place, and he's proven that uh, he is a valuable member of this team. Uh, I mean, he spent a whole year on the practice squad, and they have groomed him to kind of be that third tight end. Now, maybe if Charlie Warner can prove that he is as an exceptional blocker as everybody has thought and he can pick up the playbook, maybe maybe you can wave him and just go with three. Um, but I doubt you're going to be able to keep Roz Dwelly on the practice squad. I think if you waived him, there's so much good film on him um, and everybody trying to replicate this outside zone process, I think he's going to get claimed. I, I really, really do. So now Daniel Helm, Chase Harrell, those are guys, you know, Daniel Helm's already been cut, but I would not be shocked if he gets brought back. Kyle Shanahan's always had a move tight end slash fullback on his practice squad. One of those guys, if not both, I think will be brought back with the 16-man practice squad. All right, let's go to offense. Before we get to our questions and answers, I'm seeing a handful of these uh, on Twitter and on Periscope. Appreciate the questions. Always tag me. Uh, I do these shows live. <laughs> yeah, You know, the last episode, as I was talking, Jalen Hurd got hurt. And people were throwing it up in the comments. But there's a lot of comments, and I appreciate that. I want more comments. But if you tag me at John Chapman, it highlights that. So whenever I scroll through, I, I'm reading these questions unseen, man. Uh, this is a live show, <laughs> and I don't have a producer. Maybe I need to get my kids in here uh, and, and be producers, figure something out. But that is what it is. So if you have a question, please just tag me, and we'll get to it for sure. Now, offensive line. This is hard as hell, man. Um you could keep 12 guys and not have enough, to be honest with you. And you you have to call at least one offensive lineman up from the practice squad to get to that 55 number every single week. 
So last year they kept eight offensive linemen. I, I think that that's the magic number this year is eight two. Now the center with what's going on with Ben Garland that could change everything. Okay. Um, so I, I tried to break this up into tackles and interior offensive linemen, but it, it's it's hard to do because the positionless football that Kyle Shanahan has designed. <laughs> I, I mean, Daniel Brunskill is the epitome of this. He's center, guard, tackle. He does it all. So it, now the tackles, I think there's three true tackles. Trent Williams, who's having a great camp, by the way, dominated Bosa um, the last two days of padded practice. Which, if you can dominate Nick Bosa, you're elite. I don't care. If you can dominate Nick Bosa, you are elite. Um, and this is great news for the 49ers fans. Mike McGlinchey talked about him earlier. Kyle Shanahan said he's having a great camp, his best camp so far. And Justin School. Sean Coleman was going to compete for that swing tackle job, but he uh, he has opted out. Justin School, he's got it. It's going to be his. Interior offensive lineman, this is where it gets weird. Okay. Now, the projected starters I have currently, Lakin Tomlinson at left guard. You've got Daniel Brunskill at center if Garland can't go. And Ton Compton at right guard. Now, I do have both Ben Garland. I don't think that he's going to be an option for Pup. Um, and, of course, Colton McKivitz, the rookie that they traded Daniel Brunskill for. So that's what I have them keeping. Now, let's just say Ben Garland can't go week one. Now you've got to change some things. Because you've got to bring somebody up in, uh, like Ronis Grasu, as a backup center. Because I don't think that there's anybody else. Maybe Colton McKivitz can get center snaps, but he hasn't been working that. You've got to have another center there. Um, Tom Copton, perhaps he could. Uh, but that's just kind of where it is. Now, guys that I don't have making it, um, you know, Kofi, uh, Amicia, uh, you know, Jared Jones-Smith, I don't think that he's going to make it either. Western Richburg's going to be on the pup. And then practice squad, William Sweet, Jake Brendel, and Hronis uh, Grasu. Uh, if if Ben Garland can at least play, then I think Grasu gets waived and put on practice squad and just gets called up. But if he can't, Grasu's making this roster currently. Unless they add somebody, unless they trade for somebody. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you could work a deal to trade like a Solomon Thomas for a decent center. I doubt it. But um, nobody wants that contract, especially with next year looking the way it is. So that's our offensive breakdown. That's kind of where we're at. Um, that and We'll do the defensive one next time. I already have the answers here. Uh, but it's, it's, I want to give it's, it's due time and diligence to talk through that stuff. Um, so let's go to a couple questions. Let's go through YouTube real quick from uh, Daddy Miller. He asks, any word on undrafted free agents, any of them making some noise? Yeah, the number one for sure uh, is rookie running back, undrafted, um, Jamichael Hasty from Baylor. He's the guy. Um, <laughs> he is definitely the guy. Now, outside of that, uh, DeMarcus Acey was a guy that was making a lot of noise. And unfortunately, uh, that's not looking very promising currently. So really haven't heard much from a lot of undrafted guys. But this isn't the year for him. Because one, way less contact taking place, way less team um, than what you're used to having. There's not a lot of team going on. Uh, because you had to do the slow uh, compliance period. And here we are 24 days away from the season starting. No scrimmaging, no inter-squad scrimmaging, no preseason. This is the worst year ever. And if you've been watching Hard Knocks, they've even discussed that. Um, I, I hate to hear that. Um, I love undrafted free agents and following that story. Um, but that's kind of what it is. 
Now, let's see here. How good do you think Kinlaw is going to be on this line? That's by Niner by nature. He's going to be great. And just to explain why this front office loves Kinlaw so much, guess what? DJ Jones goes down in the middle of practice. Guess who's the starting nose guard? Yeah, it's Javon Kinlaw at 330 pounds. You move that bad boy in, he just plays right over the center, which he did a lot in South Carolina. This guy, is he's starting. <laughs> You cannot make this kid not start somewhere. Um, and he's better than DJ Jones. I'm not trying to slight DJ Jones. I think DJ Jones is great. Day one, he would be a better nose than DJ Jones. Three technique is obviously more valuable. Um, I think that the thing is going to be this. A run game, Javon Kinlaw is going to be a great starter day one. There's no question. The size, the physicality, the motor, uh, the bull rush, the playing behind his pads, it's how you design him. The body's just huge. The strength is huge. Pass rush, that's going to be a slow develop. Now, he'll be able to bull rush over a handful of guards in this league, but you can't do that consistently in the NFL. You have to learn some counter moves, which you didn't really see in his college tape. So um, I think that Javon Kinlaw is going to be great right off the bat, but to move into kind of an all-pro type player like Buckner was, you got to have a complete game and a complete skill set. Um, and he's just working with like two tools right now. He's going to need five or six, but you've got to start with the bull rush. You've got to start with power, start with the run game, and then I think all those things move on. All right, here we go. Another question we got. Let's see here. Yeah, I love this. Barack O'Niner. Uh, you hear how intense they were practicing today? Yes. Lots of scuffles, lots of trash talk. Luckily, no punches were thrown. But, you know, I, I it's funny. I've, I've worked for coaching staffs that love inner squad fights, and I've worked with coaches that hate it. You love the energy. You love the competitiveness. You love all of that. But you never want to do anything that's going to hurt your team. Okay? And Kyle Shanahan said the same thing. Get up there, get excited, you know, get it. You got to do what you got to do, but you don't hurt yourself throwing punches and gets a helmet like an idiot and you don't get a penalty because that hurts your team. So I love the energy, but you don't want um, to cost anybody anything uh, from snipe randoms. What's the situation on herd? He's done for the year. They moved him to IR. He is now his season's completely done with the 49ers. Now, uh, the only way Hurd can play this year is if the Niners cut him, somebody else picks him up, then he could play. Um, so do I think A.B. is a possibility? Hell no. Uh, A.B. and Des Bryant, I don't want anywhere around my team regardless. Um, here's the deal, and this is true for both Antonio Bryant and Des Bryant. If you've been kicked off of three teams, I don't want you anymore. Um <laughs> Just don't. Uh, just don't. Uh, those are just not people that I want. Very cancerous attitudes, and they cause problems for whichever organization they are at. Uh, just not what I want to be around. Don't want it. It's not worth it. And plus, 49ers need wide receiver help early in the year while Debo's out. Uh, Antonio Brown suspended at least, I think it's six or eight games. I don't remember. Maybe it's ten games. But just no. Just no. Just no. Just know, uh, especially with such a young wide receiver core, uh, I wouldn't want to touch it. Um, just no, 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 no. Like I want to play that uh, <laughs> Tracy gif uh, from 30 Rock where he's just like, no, 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 no. Uh, but anyway, 
Hopefully you guys enjoyed the episode today, just getting you caught up on all things 49ers. We've got a lot of stuff coming for uh, for you guys. Uh, the Patreon, if you haven't joined us yet, just put a Jarek McKinnon breakdown up um, on there. So if you want to see that, just head over to patreon.com, type in 49ers Rush Podcast. Check us out there. Hit subscribe. Eight bucks a month. Uh, as soon as the season starts, man, we're doing four episodes a week, doing two, two full offense and defensive breakdowns, film-wise, going through the entire game tape, coaches film, over there on Patreon. So if you want to support the podcast, all the money that is raised from there goes back to the podcast. We're currently working on Quest for Six Episode 2 as well. All those interviews are done. We're just in post-production putting clips together. So stay tuned for that. As always, guys, love y'all. Really do appreciate all the support and all the positivity that you guys have brought to the uh, podcast. Countdown crew, love you guys. Y'all are incredible. And until next time, guys, as always, stay strong, faithful. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.